Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever time it is when you listen to this. I am LB, and this is the Candy Bag B. And this is officially the second episode. I'm so excited. Um, Thanks to everybody that listened to the first one and um, gave your opinions if you wanted to send them. Um, We're going to really just jump right into this thing today. And we are discussing loyalty. And I know that is a big deal for some people. Shit, it should be a big deal for everybody. But everybody views loyalty different. And it definitely depends on the type of relationship that you have with someone on how much loyalty you are showing that person. Now, um, before jumping deep off into it, let me go ahead and give you all some information right quick. And for those of you who listened last week, there have been some updates to the location on where you can listen to the podcast. So here we are. You can hear the Candy Bag B on Anchor. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public as of now. We're currently waiting for Apple to approve the podcast. And then once they do, I'll send that information out to everyone as well. So again, we are talking about loyalty today. Now, loyalty starts with your family because that is where you learn it. And it can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing. The good part about loyalty with your family is you learn how to treat people. You learn the do's and don'ts of relationships when you are dealing with family. Because if nobody else tries you, family tries you on a consistent basis. Now, if you're from one of those families who... um, that is very, very toxic, and everybody always got some shit going on, bless you, my brother and my sister, because you are going to need it. Those kind of relationships, uh, toxic relationships, can pretty much shape who you become as an adult and how you learn to trust people and how you build friendships and relationships with the opposite sex. Now, as far as family is concerned... um, There are some people in my family that I just don't fuck with because I don't like how they move. I don't like how they do shit. And it's better for me to protect my energy and my space than to be loyal to somebody who don't give a fuck about me or who behaves as though they don't give a fuck about me. Now, I go by people's actions. And if your actions and your words do not coincide, I don't fuck with you period, at all. I wish more people would do that because that would save you a lot of heartache and a lot of heartbreak, especially coming from your family. Maya Angelou has a saying and says, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. That is my motto. I don't give a flying fuck 
about what you say to me if your actions are not lining up with the words that you say. And I mean that in any aspect. That is, if you a lying-ass motherfucker, then I need your actions to show that you a lying-ass motherfucker. If you tell the truth and you keep it real, I need your actions to show that as well. Now, for me, and I can only speak on me and my experiences, I do my best to try to tell people the truth, whether they want to hear it or not. That's just me. That's just how I roll. You cannot be my friend. You cannot be in a relationship with me. You cannot be an associate. You can't be none of that shit with me if you do not want to hear the truth. Family included. You might not like what I have to say. You also might not like what I'm saying. But you might want to listen to the message because I could be telling you the truth. And that's just some shit you don't want to hear. But it is what it is. So how do you navigate dealing with your family and being loyal to a group of people that doesn't show you the same type of loyalty that you show them? For me, I treat people how they treat me. You get from me what you give me. I am not the bigger person. I do not turn the other cheek. And I don't give a damn about being nice. Nice gets your feelings hurt. Nice gets you trampled over. And nice puts you in a very, very bad place personally to where you feel like you're always trying to please people. The last thing that I do in my life is try to please people. Do I take certain people's thoughts, views, and opinions into consideration? Absolutely. Do I base those thoughts, views, and opinions on how I do something? I don't know. It depends on how I feel about the person. There are people that I trust um, more than others. There are people whose opinions I take into consideration more than others. For me, if I am asking what you think about something, that means I value your opinion in my life. And that means I'll actually listen to you more than I'll listen to somebody else. So I have my husband who I listen to. I have my close friends that I listen to. And there are other couple people scattered here and there who keep it real with me all the time. So while we may not be like besties, I can trust that what they're telling me is coming from the heart and coming from a good place. So um, there was a situation that happened between my big sister and I that rubbed me the wrong way and it brought up some childhood shit and a lot of a lot of bullshit. And it definitely made me have to decide what was most important in my life. Was it most important that I protect my feelings and my heart and just be real about the situation that this may not be the type of relationship that I need to continue or do I continue to let myself get hurt over and over and over again under the guise that this is my family? I chose the former. My well-being, 
my heart and my feelings matter more to me than a toxic relationship. Do I love her? Absolutely. Do I miss talking to her? Yep. Would I trade that in to go back to that bullshit? Nope. At some point in our lives, we'll talk again. Doesn't mean that I hate her. I don't. Doesn't mean that I dislike her. I don't. I dislike some shit she do. I dislike some of the shit that she said and vice versa. It's a bunch of shit I done said to her she probably don't like, but it is what it is. I can take accountability for the things that I've said and the things that I've done. And I'm okay with us not talking. It took me a while to get here, but I am here and I'm okay. But that's what a lot of people don't do. We use it, oh, that's my mama, oh, that's my dad, oh, that's my sister, oh, that's my grandmama. But if it's not, if it's not helping you and all you're doing is getting hurt, that doesn't benefit you at all. At some point in our lives, we have to be selfish when it comes to our feelings, when it comes to our heart, and when it comes to how we allow people to treat us. That goes back to boundaries. Everybody should have a boundary. What are yours? When it comes to family and loyalty, what are your boundaries? What's some shit you just not going to do? My One of my shits I'm not going to do, I don't let nobody borrow money from me. Because if you got to borrow it, that means you ain't got to give it back. Now, there are those that I know if they ask, hey, you got $40 until next week, I can guarantee you that at that next week, I'll have it back. There are those that I know that I'll never see that shit again. And even for the one who said, hey, I'll give it back to you next week, if I don't get it back, I'm not going to miss that 40 because I wasn't expecting it back anyway. Never lend what you can't afford not to get back, period. Whether it's a dollar, 20, 500, 1,000 or more. If you cannot, if, if you're okay not getting that money back, go ahead, do your thing. But if you know you're going to need that shit, don't you give it away. No, no, no. People real funny with their money. Because as soon as you let somebody borrow something and it passed the time when they were supposed to give it back and then you say something, they got the unmitigated gall to be mad with you because you asking for your goddamn money back. But like how? You, you needed me. I didn't need you. Give me my shit back. So <laughs> that's one of mine. I don't let nobody borrow money. Um, I have... Now added one to the list, no one else can live in this house with my family other than my family, which is my husband, me, and my three kids. That's it. If anybody else needs somewhere to stay, y'all going to have to find another house because you ain't coming here. First of all, nigga, we fool. Let's start there. Second of all, I want to be able to walk around my house how I want to walk around my house and not have to censor myself or cover up because there are other people living here. But that's just, that's just my thing. And for me, that could, it could come off as me not being loyal to family, but shit, it is what it is. That's just my boundary. And I'm okay with having that boundary. 
So the question is, what is loyalty to you? Like, what is your definition of loyalty? Now, I know for me, loyalty is being able to be confided in and you can rest assured that what you tell me won't get back to anybody else that you know or that I know or that we may know together. Like, I can definitely keep a secret. I can definitely keep what has been told to me to me. And if I am no longer talking to somebody, I'm not going to go and tell all your business. If somebody asks, okay, so I'll use my, me and my sister for an example again. Somebody say, hey, I, you know, how your sister doing? I don't know. What you mean you don't know? That's your sister? I don't know. We don't talk. What you mean you don't talk to your sister? Hey, you know, shit happens. You know, we just not in that space right now. And I leave it at that. I'm not finna go deep off into no shit on why we not talking and how long it's been. I'm not doing that shit. Because at the end of the day, she is still my sister. And I still have loyalty to the future of our relationship. Put it to you like that. So while we may be in a space that, okay, we don't talk, I'm still not going to ruin what could happen because I'm mad about something or because I'm in my feelings this day or that day or because somebody being nosy and trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and it ain't none of their business. So the definition of loyalty is a strong feeling of support or allegiance. Hmm. Allegiance, faithfulness, fidelity, obedience, adherence, devotion, a bond. I like that. That's a good, good definition. Now, for me, I consider loyalty like one of the top, the top characteristics morally that people should have. Loyalty is hard to come by. It's easy to terminate and hard to get back. Like it's hard to, to, to be loyal to someone and to also get that in return. So if you have a person in your life that you know is loyal to you, hold on to them. Be respectful. Treat them right. Because there are a lot of people who, who have never had someone be loyal to them at all. God, I can't even imagine what that feel like. But now we're going to get into the different types of relationships. So we talked about family. That's definitely one. So now we are going to get into loyalty between men and women. So this one is in the relationship aspect. How far is too far for you as far as loyalty? Now, for me, I love my husband with every part of my soul. But what I'm not going to do is be no ride or die bitch. Nope. I got questions. Where are we riding? And why is there a possibility that we may die? I don't want to die. I like being alive. I don't want to go to jail. 
I like being outside. I like being free. I like coming and going as I please. So for me, being with adult boy, while it was exciting when I was younger and like it was adventurous, you know, going on runs and shit. That was me being young and dumb and not really thinking, bitch, if y'all get stopped, your ass is going to jail. But I didn't think about that. I was only thinking of it in an aspect of this shit is funner than a motherfucker. Because we riding in a nice ass car, music playing. I know he going to be me and I know he going to book me good. That's how I was thinking. I was young. Now in my life, I'm not holding no drugs for nobody. I'm not smuggling no shit for nobody. It's a whole bunch of shit I'm not going to do for nobody. Because I'm not jeopardizing my freedom and I will sing like a motherfucking bird. You can feel how you want to about it, but Treese ain't going to jail. Listen, I've been locked up twice in my life and that was because of some shit I did. If you have never been to jail before... And if you have never heard those metal doors clanging shut and you can't get out, don't talk to me about singing about snitching or singing like a bird. La, 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 singing is what I'm going to do. If that shit ain't mine, I'm going to tell, hey, it ain't mine. I don't know whose it is, but it ain't mine. And they say, oh, well, you was in the car with, listen, you're going to have to talk to him or her about that. All I know. So also when we are talking about relationships, we can really kind of dive a little deeper as far as, uh, let's see, how cheating goes, right? So I'm um, in this group. And one girl said that, um, well, I made a comment about a girl. She was saying, yo, this, this, my man, you know, me and dude was together. He still won't admit to cheating or whatever. And I said, Hey sis, is he still your dude? Cause that's what we need to be talking about. If you know, he's cheating. If you have proof that he's cheating, why are you still with him? And why are you being loyal to him? She stated that he's no longer her dude. I said, go ahead, sis. I'm proud of you. Good job. Another young lady said, I don't know why we making such a big deal about men cheating on us because all of them do it anyway. <laughs> Girl, listen, I've been cheated on before. I have. One time, a couple times. Not by the same person. When I found out, if I found out, I was done. That's just me, though. There were a couple of times where I, you know, we were able to get past that one. And then I found out he did it again. Oh, now see, now really I'm out. Because now you're just being disrespectful at this point. So for me, loyalty means keeping that shit to yourself. If we are not in a poly relationship, if we are not in an open relationship, because let's be clear. You can also cheat in those aspects as well if you're not being honest with your partner or honoring the boundaries and rules that you all have. Let's say that they are. If we are not in those type of situations, I am not tolerating you talking to anybody else. I'm not tolerating you dating or doing all that other shit. Nope, it's not going to happen. But what I'm not going to do is 
lower my self-esteem or hold myself or hold you down while you dogging me and dragging me in the streets. That's what we not going to do. Now, I also told that sister, well, baby, if every man you talk to cheats on you, it's you. Because clearly you're finding the same type of man. You're too lenient. You, you're too okay with that shit. I said, never in my 38 years on this here earth have I ever been okay with a man cheating on me and just like, oh, shit, it is what it is. No, hell. Oh, no, hell. Not not for LB, it's not. I don't, them not the kind of games I play. That made me want to jug you. That made me want to just cut you a little bit. Just, you know, stab you. Not Not to, you know break the flesh that much, but just a little blood coming out. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that because now I got to hurt you. So then, you know, it's the flip side too because there are also men who are way too loyal to some women, way too loyal. But that's just the relationship that they have built. And it, it goes the same with women and men and men and women. There is always... um there should always be a level of respect for your mate where there are just certain things you're not going to do to them, certain things you're not going to say to them. And, you know, be careful of how you talk to that person. That's being loyal to their feelings. That's being loyal to their heart. But some people are um, more about control than actually making sure that you're okay, making sure that they're not hurting your feelings on purpose. So as far as male to female relationships go, you just got to know what your boundaries are. You just got to know what you being loyal to because it makes no sense to be loyal to somebody who ain't loyal to you. It makes no sense for you to be the only one putting yourself out there while your mate is just doing whatever the fuck they want to with no care in the world about how you feel about it or, you know, how it's making you feel. Now, here's another aspect of it. You got your homegirls and you got your man. Your homegirls don't like your man because they know that nigga ain't shit and you telling them everything that he doing to you, so on and so forth. So who you going to be loyal to? Most women will pick their man and then expect for the girls to still be around once she done fucking with him and he done fucking her over and all this and all that. But that shit ain't cool. You should not give up the relationship that you have with your friends just because you got a man. Now, I do understand that there are some people who cannot handle being your friend when you have a man and they don't. That is not your friend. She is not going to be loyal to you. She is not going to tell you the truth. She's going to project her feelings of lack or not having a man onto you. Now, what should never happen is your girl bad-mouthing your man. If you're going to stay with that man, whether he cheating or being good to you or whatever, don't you let nobody talk about your man like that. I don't care who she is because your real good girlfriend, she can tell you the truth about your man without dogging him out. Don't let nobody dog your man, girl. All right. So now we have friends and lovers or friends with benefits. 
or people who are just dating. Are you loyal to the person that you're dating? Are you loyal to your friend with benefits? I can honestly say that, yeah, if I'm dating somebody and I have feelings for them and I care about them, yeah, I'll be loyal. As long as you're showing me, you know, as long as you're being respectful and all of that, I got your back. Because that's what we're doing. We're dating. You know, we are hopefully working towards, you know, dating exclusively or, you know, being boyfriend, girlfriend or being in a relationship. So, yes, trust is necessary and loyalty is necessary as well. But I find that a lot of people who are lovers don't really respect the friendship part of it. Because, yeah, sex is involved and it can be good. But outside of the bedroom, what else do y'all have? Like, can y'all talk about how you're feeling about something that they did or something that someone else did to you or said to you and give sound advice or just listen to them? Like, that's a part of being a friend. That's a part of being loyal to someone that you're with. Yeah, y'all can have sex and do all that. But what else is there to the relationship just, you know, other than sex? I think that I am a great listener. And I also think that I give great advice. But on the flip side, I also have people in my life who are the same things to me. So even when you are dealing with a friend and a lover and it's simultaneous, Y'all need to be the same thing to each other. If you're a confidant for them, they need to be a confidant for you. If you are giving them sound, good advice on life or whatever, they should be doing the same for you. It should never be one-sided. That loyalty should be cohesive. Because if it's not, what are y'all doing? Why are you wasting each other's time? If you aren't building towards either a better friendship or a greater love or better friends with benefits or whatever you got going on, you are wasting your time, period. We are too old to be wasting our time at this point in our lives. So what you doing? Hmm? You like wasting your time? Because I damn sure don't like wasting my time. So let's get a little bit more deeper into the friends portion of loyalty friends how many of us have them friends ones we can depend on let's be friends are friends hard to come by personally not for me not at all i have never had a hard time meeting people I have never had a hard time uh, befriending people. Now, here's the crazy part about that. I don't like a lot of people. Like, I'm real funny about who I call a friend. But I'll talk to you. I'll have a conversation with you. But that does not mean that you are my friend. If I have not confided in you about anything, you are You are an associate to me. You are not my friend. We can hang out. 
We can drink, we can party, we can do all that shit. But if I'm not, if I can't come to you about something, you ain't my friend. You just somebody I party with. You just somebody I drink with. You just somebody I hang out with from time to time. Now, as an adult, I've definitely heard the motto, no new friends, no new friends. But bitch, why not? You might be able to learn something from somebody else. No new friends. Okay, first of all, we are not in middle school. Mean girls do that. As a as a grown-ass woman, you should be able to have friendships with a different type of people who bring different things into your life. Because if all you have are the same type of friends who live the same type of life you live, you won't be exposed to anything else because you're all are only doing the same things that you're comfortable with doing. But do you have someone who can push you past your limits? Do you have someone that can encourage you past your limitations for what you think you can accomplish? If not, you might want to check your circle. If you have a hard time keeping friends, it's you. I'm going to say that again. If as an adult woman over the age of 25, if you have a hard time keeping friends, baby, it's you. Okay. And this is why I say it's you. You are the common denominator. (laughs) These are different people who probably don't even know each other, haven't associated. It could be a group of y'all. But if you like... I can't be friends with bitches because they always got some drama going on. Girl, you're the drama. It's you, honey. Baby, it's you. I'm going to tell you, LB's going to let you know you are the problem. Check yourself. Check what you have going on. Check and see if you feed off of drama. Because if you feed off of drama, then you always going to have some shit going on. And ain't nobody got time for that. We too old. I don't know about y'all, but I don't like dealing with other people's drama like that because I don't have drama in my life. I don't feed off of drama. So at the first sign of drama, I'm like, I okay, okay, okay. Let's talk this shit out. Let's figure out what's going on and let's squash it. I don't like like letting things fester. I think that's immature. I think we are all adults and we should be able to come to each other and talk about whatever the disagreement that we are having with each other. Now, from there, once we talk and we decide that, okay, it's best that we just don't talk anymore. Okay, cool. I'm fine with that. I can roll with that. Yeah, I can. Now, in order to have a friend, you have to be a friend. Oh, oh, yeah. You can't just expect everybody to be your friend and you not pulling your weight as a friend. Because, yes, you have to pull your weight in relationships, period. It cannot be one-sided. And when I say relationships, I'm not meaning man and woman. I mean any type of relationship that you have. Both people have to be putting in on that relationship, whether it's with your family whether it's with your spouse, your friends, your children, your coworkers, all of that shit, those are relationships. 
one person should not be getting more out of the relationship than another. If it is, that is unfair and it is unbalanced and it will show. So again, are you a friend? Can you be a friend? Can you just listen if your girl need to call you and just cry over that ain't shit nigga that she with? And some ain't shit shit he done did again. Like, can you hold your tongue this time? And just be like, girl, I hear you. Okay, I got you. But if you know, if you ever want me to cut that nigga, I got you. I'll cut him for you. Jug him real good. I ain't gonna hurt him. Just make him bleed a little bit. You know, just, you know, wake him up a little bit. Let him know I'm here. You know what I mean? Or can you, you know, go and sit with her if she just need somebody to be in her presence because she just, you know, having a bad day or whatever. Can can you be that person? Like, can you be dependent on that if she broke down, you can at least maybe get a triple A, get your AAA to go and help her. If she need lunch money because you know she's struggling, are you okay with just giving her, like, you know what, you ain't got to get that back. My treat. Have a good time. Have a good lunch. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are what really make friendships friendships. Being there for a person when they need you. And not just expecting them to be there for you when you need them. Picking up little gifts and stuff that your homegirl might like. Like, oh, girl, I think you'll look good in this. Or I saw this. And what you think about this? You know, just thinking about somebody other than yourself. Because my friend, Baldine, and she knows who she are, because that's what I call her, Baldine. She's a bald-headed hoe, but she really got hair, but it's so funny to call her bald-headed, so why not? So, Baldine uh, knows that I'm cheap, okay? Y'all, I got a limit on shit that I buy. If <laughs> if it is more <laughs> than $19.99, I am not buying that shit. And if it is more than $19.99 other than shoes, I still have a price limit on how far I'll go with shoes too. If it is on sale, then I'll buy it. But if it's not on sale, I will not buy it. So she asked me a question last week. She was like, send me $35. I didn't even argue with her. I said, oh, okay, cool. And I sent it to her. And she was like, well, first of all, you didn't even... No back talk? <laughs> okay. But what I didn't realize is she saw something. She saw a workout outfit that she knew I would like or that it would look good on me. But she also know what my limit is. Okay. So I gave her the 35 and she covered the rest. I don't know how much the total cost was. She know better than to tell me because if I know, I ain't going to buy that shit. So I told her if at any moment she sees some shit that she know I ain't going to buy, break it, break it up and just ask me for the money every now and then I'll send it to her. That works for us. She's a great friend. I got it today. I wore that outfit straight out the bag for like three hours because it looked so good on me. And I can't wait to wear it and show the fuck out at the gym. But that's a friend. Like, that's loyal. On the flip side, 
She had a death in the family a couple of years ago, and it was last minute, like deaths always are. And me and a couple of our other friends in our circle, we gave money to her so she could get there to the funeral because this was a close family member. That is being a friend, being there when somebody needs you. And you never know when they're going to need you. And if it does not take you outside of your pockets too tough, or if you ain't going to jail for that shit, be a friend. You got to be a friend to have a friend. Now, that also goes back to who you got in your circle. What kind of people you got in your circle? Look around you. Look at who you surround yourself with. Because that's going to show you who you are as a person. If these hoes always arguing with somebody, if they always got Facebook and Instagram beef and drama and all that shit, baby, you're going to get wrapped right up in it if you ain't already in it. I don't have any kind of drama. I don't argue with people on Facebook. I don't argue with people on Instagram. I don't argue with people in their face. I say what I got to say. You say what you got to say. And then I'm going to be done because when I'm done talking, I just stop talking. And at that point, you're going to be arguing with yourself because I'm done. Is your circle encouraging? Is your circle pushing you to greatness? My circle pushes me on a daily basis. They either pushing me to custom hoes out. <laughs> Pushing me to push past my attitude for whatever reason that I may have attitude for. Like, they check me. They keep me in line. They let me know when I'm on some bullshit. They let me know when I'm being mean. Well, one um, Chicken Little say I'm mean, but that's the pot calling the kettle black. She stay kettling because, honey, it's the tone. I think that people can perceive me as being mean because my tone is very direct and very curt. I don't have a soft tone to my voice. Chicken Little, on the other hand, has a very soft tone and she comes off uh, as non-aggressive. So she could cuss you out and people are okay with it. But if I say the same exact words, how I say it, now these niggas is ready to fight. A, it is what it is. But they keep me in line. They hold me accountable for my actions. I hold myself accountable for my actions as well. And even if I'm not feeling what they saying to me, or even if I don't feel like they right, I still hear what they saying. I still listen to them because I know that they not going to tell me no shit that's wrong. If nothing else, Baldine and Chicken Little are going to keep it real with me. And I'm going to keep it real with them too. That's just a bond that we have. My homegirl encouraged all of us to start losing weight, to start exercising. I was 195 pounds, but you couldn't tell because I'm six feet tall. But my stomach, my stomach was out so far, people were asking me how far along I was. And I was actually getting offended. But how am I going to get offended when I'm the one whose stomach is sticking out? Because I like my 15-piece lemon pepper wet, fried, crispy with extra lemon pepper sauce so I can dip my fries in it. And let's not forget the two-piece fried catfish. How am I be mad when I'm eating all that shit? 
because somebody think I'm pregnant. I'm eating like a pregnant woman. Hell, I would have asked if I was pregnant too. But she encouraged us to get started on our fitness journey. And she wasn't rah, 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 rah with it. She led by example. And one by one, you know, we all took our time when we were ready. And now we are all on a fitness journey. We're all on a journey to be healthy because we are not spring chickens anymore, y'all. We have got to take care of ourselves. And that also means making sure that the people in your circle are taking care of themselves too. In order to be a friend, in order to have a friend, you have to be a friend. Now, here's another dynamic. Can your friends keep it 100 with you? And you not get mad at what they saying, and now you don't want to be friends no more. I cannot tell you how many so-called friends I've lost because I told a woman the truth about whatever. Nine times out of ten, it was about some raggedy-ass nigga she was dealing with, and she didn't want to hear the truth. So were we really friends? Couldn't have been really friends if you got mad because I told you the truth. That came true. That came to fruition. How you mad because I know he a dog-ass nigga? Oh, okay. Because you don't want me to tell you the truth? You want to live in la-la land? You can't live in la-la land if you my friend. You can't live in la-la land if I consider you my friend. Hell, you can't live in la-la land if you my family. Because I'm going to tell you when I meet him, that nigga's trifling. You ain't got to believe me, but you will see. Because if I don't like somebody and I can't pinpoint why, you might want to pay attention. Because there is a reason why. I don't like them. I don't generally, naturally just not like somebody the first time I meet them. But if I say, oh, no, I ain't fucking with that nigga. You better listen to what I'm saying. Because I don't know why. But it'll come out sooner or later. So, quick situation. This chick, you know, she was in a circle. We thought she was cool. You know what I'm saying? And she got herself in a situation with a gentleman And it was only supposed to be, like, on some sex shit, but she fell in love with the dick. And we tried to tell her in the beginning, like, hey, 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 ho, 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 girl, sis, hey, hey, girl, you tripping. Like, you doing too much. Like, girl, you just supposed to be fucking him. You ain't supposed to be falling in love and pillow talking and shit. But see, now you're taking it too far. So, you know, we kept telling her. Now, with my crew, we crack jokes. If you are sensitive, you cannot be in this crew because your feelings will get hurt because we stay cracking jokes on each other, on shit, anything we can think of, we're going to crack a joke. So we're doing what we do, and she didn't like it all of a sudden because now she, you know, pillow talking with this nigga and then her feelings about, you know, getting dicked down and all of that. So she told us that she didn't like it and Basically, we said, we don't give a fuck. We're going to keep laughing anyway because, I mean, bitch, that's what we do. So, you know, she started um, on some trifling shit, and I found out about the trifling shit, and I exposed trifling shit, and then she made it seem like we was tripping because we was keeping it 100 with her, and then she stopped talking to us. Lo and behold, what we said came true. So now 
she ducking away with her tail tucked because she know we was telling the truth. But you done kicked us to the curb for a hoe-ass nigga? Oh, okay. Well, uh, baby, I wish you luck, Godspeed, and I hope you find what you're looking for. Don't be her. Don't, don't be that chick. If your friends are telling you something, whether you want to hear it or not, you might want to listen to what they're saying because they could be telling you the truth. Now, here's another dynamic. So, let's say I don't talk to... Let me give me a name. Um, I don't talk to Ashanti no more, right? Me and Ashanti fell out for whatever reason. I don't fuck with her no more. Does that also mean that everybody else in my circle got to also be mad with Ashanti because I'm mad with Ashanti? Hell no. They got a different relationship with her than I do. It's just that... I don't fuck with Ashanti no more. Now, here is where the loyalty comes in. Just because me and Ashanti don't fuck with each other no more and we don't talk to each other no more does not mean that I'm going to go and tell all her business to anybody who will listen. Like the stuff that she confided in me in, confided in me about, I'm not telling nobody that. Now, if somebody asks why me and her ain't talking, well, see, I can talk about that because that involves me. But that deep, dark, other shit uh uh-uh. uh that ain't got nothing to do with nobody else and that ain't my business to tell now if you one of them women out here who you get mad and then you start spilling the beans you're a trifling asshole and yes i said it and if you got a chick like that in your crew get rid of her because i can guarantee you one million percent that if she'll tell somebody else business, she goddamn show is telling or will tell yours. So if you're going to keep her in the circle, you might want to be careful what you're telling her. Because there's some people out here that want to know all your business so they can tell somebody else, but won't tell you none of their business. They won't tell you a goddamn thing, but they want to know all of what you got going on. They ask you every question in a book, and as soon as you ask them one, Oh, now they are mute. Oh, oh, you can't talk now because the questions is being turned on you. Oh, okay. Get them hoes out your circle. It ain't going to work. That's not how it should go. Now, we're going to dig a little deeper in another podcast, but I'm going to put it out here. Side chick and married man loyalty. Should that side chick be loyal to that married man to a certain extent? I think so. And that goes for me. The game is hard, but it's fair. If you get into a situation with a married man, ladies, you know this man is married. He is upfront about the fact that he is married and cheating on his wife. As the side chick, There are rules and there are roles and you can definitely be loyal to this married man. Now, before y'all get all up in arms, yes, I am married. Okay, let's be clear. I, however, do not think that another woman owes me the respect for shit. I did not make my vows with her. I made my vows with him. The person that should respect our marriage is the one that I made vows with. She is not a homewrecker. He left the door open and he let her come in and so on and so forth. So everything I'm putting on him, not her. And even if I find out and 
They still kicking it. That's still on him. She doesn't owe me anything. Now, for the side chick, if that man ain't giving you what you want and y'all break up or whatever you want to call it, honey, don't get mad and then want to call the wife and do all that shit because that's pointless. Anyway, we're going to move on from the side chick uh, married man thing. (laughs) And let us pause for the cause. Then we are going to get right into the detail for the night, day, morning, whenever you're listening to this. So this is called Fine-Ass Music Man. Man, man, man. I cannot remember his name for shit. I was definitely in my 20s. And so I used to ride the train back and forth to work. And if you all ride the train in your respective cities, you know that you see the same people. You know, everybody pretty much gets on the same car. They get um, to the train station at the same time. So if you are riding the train for months, you definitely see the same people over and over and over again. So I kept seeing this Y'all, this man was beautiful. Oh, my God. His skin was like dark chocolate, and he had a really nice grade of hair, and it was long. So he always had it back in a ponytail because I could tell, you know, he had on a collared shirt, buttoned down, and slacks. So I figured he had a nice job just because of how he dressed alone. And I would stare at this man from Five Points train station to Emmon Park because that is where he would get off. So that's about four stops, I believe, if I count right. Yeah, that's about four stops. And we would, like, I flirt. That's all we would do. We did that for months and months. I know we, we I flirted for like five months because it was cold when I first saw him. And then by the time, you know, I finally shot my shot, it was the summertime. So anyway... So he was just gorgeous. I just wanted to run my hands through his hair, okay, because he was just so beautiful. Now, I had maybe about an inch or two on him. I'm taller than most people in life, but so, you know, that shit didn't matter because I still just wanted to run my hands through my, run my hands through his hair. And I had a fade at this time, so he wasn't going to be running shit but over my waves. His hand was just going to be running over my waves, that's it. And my fly ass lined up because the bitch stayed on point. Anywho, so finally one day I shot my shot and I walked up to him and I introduced myself. And um, he had headphones on and I asked him what he was listening to. So we started talking about music and... Come to find out, he's a lover of music, just like I am. And he owns records, not CDs, records, albums, vinyl. I was in love. I love vinyl. I love listening to the crackling sound on a record before it comes on or right when it goes off, like, just touching a record and, and like you can feel the music coming up off of it. So we flirted some more. We exchanged numbers and we talked on the phone and we just talked about music the whole time. 
That's pretty much what all we talked about was music and different artists that we like and concerts that we had been to and things like that, right? So now it's time for me. I'm like, so are you going to invite me over at some point? And he was like, you know, I was a little hesitant. And I'm like, why? We're talking on the phone like I'm interested in you. I know you can see this, right? And he was like, yeah, you know, but sometimes with women, you just can't really tell, you know, if if y'all just want to be friends or not. And I'm like, well, listen, I ain't one of them. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to see what it do. You know, well, maybe, you know, this this was my way to get over there. Maybe we could just listen to some music and see how it goes. Now y'all about to find out why I call him fine-ass music man. And no, this ain't one of them good dick tales, okay? It ain't. All right. So, he invites me over, and he cooked dinner. I said, oh, shit. It was good. It was edible. And music was playing when I got there. And if I can remember, I believe it was Earth, Wind, and Fire that he had playing. And it was one... um, It was a lot of different songs. Some I had heard at the time and some I hadn't. So it was good to experience like a live version of Earth, Wind & Fire because, I mean, shit, they were already not really performing by the time I found out about them. So we vibing, we talking and just enjoying the music and we ate dinner and he had wine. I think I brought the wine. Yeah, I brought the wine. So we're drinking and you know what happened when you start listening to music and you drinking and shit started getting good. And you know, that wine started going through your body and shit. So me being the assertive woman that I am, I you know, pushed up on him to kiss him. I'm a kisser. I love kissing. So um, we get it in, and that man could kiss. Good Lord. Now, the myth goes that you can tell a lot about a person if the sex is going to be good or not by how they kiss. So in my head, oh, this nigga about to lay this shit down. Because he was kissing the fuck out of me. Like, it was really, really good. His hands felt good on me. Like, everything was just flowing so well. So we we made out for a while, just vibing to the music, doing our thing. So now it's time to move on to the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? So he leads me into the bedroom. Now, this should have been a warning sign. But... Hindsight is twenty twenty. He turned off all the lights. And when I say turned off all the lights, I mean he turned off every fucking light in his house. And I'm like, first of all, nigga, I'm about to be bumping into shit because I can't see a goddamn thing. But this your shit, so you know what things are. So he leads me goofily into the bedroom. So we finished kissing and we touching and we standing up and we hugging and we doing all that shit and it's feeling good. And I'm like, oh, yes, this nigga better turn me out. That's what I'm thinking. Like, you know, he, he's going to turn me out, right? Like, we're going to have a great time. The music was still playing. He had put on something a little bit slower. I think it was jazz he had put on at that time. So he laid me down. 
And then we start to undress each other. You know, shirt, pants, bra, thong. And then we're naked. Okay. And he's moaning and he's touching me and I'm moaning and he's touching me. And now it's time. To get it in. He pulls out the condom. Puts it on. Now. I want you all to understand. That at no point. Did I actually. Touch his dick. I definitely. Did not suck it. I do not remember. If he gave me head or not. I don't think he did. So I'm just going with the flow of things. You know. I'm not just trying to reach out and just grab it. You know, put my hands on it. Again, hindsight is twenty twenty. Okay. So now it's time to get this show on the road, right? This is this is what I'm thinking in my head. So he gets on top of me, and I'm ready. Bow, bust it open, y'all. Let me tell you something. I was dripping wet, dripping wet. Because between the music, the food, the wine, the kissing, the touching, I was ready to go in, okay? Like, I was ready to show him all my little riding tricks and shit, everything that I had to give. Baby, I was going to give it to him that night. So, he enters me slowly. I think that's what he was doing. Don't really know. Don't recall like actually feeling it. But he moaned and I assumed he was in because, I mean, he moaned. Why else would you be moaning? But I was waiting for the feeling of penetration, right? Now, I was like, well, well maybe I'm like really, really wet and I just can't feel it. Because I am so wet. That's, you know, what I thought. And he got about 10 pumps in. And he was done. Now, here's the thing. I don't, I, I, I don't know if he was actually inside of me. I, I don't know if... We actually had sex or if he was just rubbing up against me and had an orgasm. Honestly, ladies and gentlemen, I have no idea. So, yes, he was that small that I did not feel it. And, um, yeah, that was a very awkward ending to, uh, Lovely night that went directly to shit after that. So he was embarrassed. I know he was. And I was being nice by not asking him, what the fuck was that? What the fuck? Like you got me over here. I'm wetter than a motherfucker. We're listening to all this beautiful ass music and drinking this wine and shit. And nigga, this is all that there is to it. You done wined and fucking dined me, and I barely felt a dick. I don't even know if it was in. 
and you are done already? That's what I wanted to say. But what I said instead was, it's okay. I understand. I got some good pussy. He laughed. I chuckled because it wasn't funny. I was telling the truth. And um, I went to the bathroom to just (laughs) gather myself because I just could not believe that after all those months and all that eye flirting and shooting my shot and doing all of that, that this is the bullshit that it came to. My favorite line is I could have had a V8, the vegetable kind, like straight out the jar. I could have just chugged that shit and probably would have had a better time. Now, I appreciate his love of music. I appreciate how fine he was. I appreciate how chocolate he was. All that other shit, he can keep. That will forever go down in history as some bullshit. I mean... I thought about giving him a second chance, right? And then I said, you know what? Fuck that shit. Hell no. I'm not doing that again. Fool me once, it's never going to happen again. That was my model. And here's the funny part. I still saw him on the train after that. And I would still wave from afar. He knew what was up. He knew that that shit would never happen again. I didn't have to say anything. I made it perfectly clear that it's a no for me, dog. Mm -mm. Not going to do that again. So, um, in conclusion, that was a disappointment. But that is now the end of the dick tale. And... We are on to another favorite segment of mine, which is called... Who gonna check me? So, let's get into it. Alright, so, this might be a little long, but I'm gonna try to keep it together. So, I went to Publix on Friday, and I was going to get some chicken, which actually made me sick to my stomach because I'm on this fitness challenge and heavily seasoned food makes me sick to my stomach now. So anyway, I'm in line. There's a pregnant woman in front of me. There's a gentleman in front of her. There's a lady behind me. I am minding my business, surprisingly, for now. And the gentleman sparked up a conversation with the young lady in front of me. Now, from behind, could not tell she was pregnant until she turned around. So, her and the guy are talking, and he is telling her, you know, about pregnancy and all this and all that, and I guess he has children or, I don't know, he was just yammering away. I assumed when I walked up that they were together, like they were there together, until he reached over and hugged her. Now... We all know that hugging can be intimate and hugging uh, should be welcomed. That is not something that you do just because you feel you want to touch the other person. Now, how he hugged her was from the side, 
but his hand was on her side. So his arm is on her lower back. And he gave her one of those intimate hugs that, you know, you would expect from someone that you're dating, someone that you're having sex with, or your spouse. She clenched up. Whole body got stiff. And I, I noticed it. So after he removed his hand and he went to make his order, I asked her in a lower tone. I said, do you know him? She said, nope, I met him point zero 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 five seconds ago. I said, cool, bet. I said, you don't have to worry about him putting his hands on you again. And uh, she looked at me and she chuckled. I said, I am livid right now because why is he touching you? You, you don't know him and you are also pregnant <laughs> and that is not his child. Why is his hands on you? So she and I were chit-chatting, and the lady behind me, we, all three of us were talking. So the gentleman in front of the pregnant woman, he made his order. Now he wants to continue the conversation with the pregnant lady. He reached, he kind of leaned in to her, and she leaned back. I then tilted my head to the side, and I looked over her. And I said to him, if you touch her again, you will be getting up off of the floor. And he said, what? I said, you heard me. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat because clearly you don't understand English today. <clears throat> I said, if you touch her again, you will be getting up off of the floor. And he said, I don't understand why you're saying that to me. I then said to him, do you know her? He said, no, I do not. I said, well, then your hand, arm, should not have been on her. You were out of line. You shouldn't have touched her. I don't want no drama. I ain't going to address it. I ain't going to address it. Nigga, you can address it. You can address it. We can talk about it. But I want you to know what you're not going to do is put your hands on this woman again. That's what you're not going to do. She's pregnant. So I know, you know, her first thought is to protect her child. And that's to get you up off of her. And I'm going to protect her and that child by making sure you don't get on her. How about that? So he was like dumbfounded. And he went on about his business. I made sure that she did not leave that store until I was sure he was gone. Because people are crazy. We, we, we've seen that this weekend with these mass shootings that people have lost their goddamn minds. So... We talked about it a little bit more and that kind of fucked my day up because I was appalled. And I don't even know why I was so upset because that has happened to me before. A man has touched me inappropriately before. And what pissed me off the most is that I had to be nice to him. I had to ask him in a nice way, why the fuck are you touching me? And I couldn't even say it like that. I just had to look at his hand look him in the face, and look at his hand again. And then all of a sudden, he noticed my wedding ring and was like, oh, my bad, my bad, I didn't realize you were married. I said, so the only, I said, wait, wait, wait. So you respect a man that you've never seen, never met, because I have a ring on, but you don't respect me. Is that how that works? 
So now he's stumbling and fumbling over his words. I, I ended up leaving after that. But the who gonna check me today is for these niggas out here who don't know how to keep their hands to themselves. There should be at no point in time that you are touching a woman that you don't know. You do not have to touch someone to talk to them. Period. Whether you are interested in that woman or not, keep your hands to your goddamn self. Just like we tell children, keep your hands to yourself. Men, keep your fucking hands to yourself. And ladies, if you are here touching men without tape permission, you keep your hands to your goddamn self too. I don't know what the statistics are of, you know, women touching men appropriately versus men touching women. But all I can do is go off of my experience. And in my experience, I have been touched inappropriately by more men that I do not know. And that is sad. So later on Friday, took the kids to the park. There were two women there, two black women. I said, can I ask you two a question? said, how often are you touched inappropriately by men that you don't know? Both of them said, too many times to count. You know, how, you know how sad that is? That the experience that women have when going out in public alone or with friends is that men can't keep their fucking hands to themselves. And then here's the kicker. When you address the inappropriateness of them touching you, they follow up with some dumb shit. Like, oh boy, who said, oh, 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 I didn't realize you were married. Nigga, does it fucking matter? You are touching me and I did not tell you to. I did not give you permission to put your unwashed hands on my body. Any part of my body, whether you are tapping me on my shoulder, your hand is on my thigh, you are trying to touch my hand, I am off limits to you. I don't know you. And I damn sure know you have not washed your hands recently. I see the dirt under your nails, sir. So again, why are you touching me? And then those type of men, their egos are so fragile that you never know how they're going to respond. Are they going to respond with violence? Are they going to physically put their hands on you in a violent way? Are they going to cuss you the fuck out? And if they with their homeboys, are they homeboys going to make sure that that man don't run up on you? That that man don't hit you? We can never be sure. So now I got to be passive when that is not my normal way of handling things. Because I don't know if you're going to try to kill me or not. So keep your fucking hands to yourself. Because at the end of the day... Had she stabbed him, had she cut him, had she cussed him out, had she did any of that, he would have made it seem like she was tripping and that she read more into it. And now he's going to try to blame her for why he touched her inappropriately. Hell no. Nope. Not how we do things here. Not at all. So that is the end of the who going to check me. Thank you to everyone who listened to my very first show. Thank you to everyone who tunes in on Friday nights at 10 on Facebook for the Candy Bag B live show on the Candy Bag B Facebook page. 
please like, follow, share. Instagram, it's the candy bag underscore B. Email, it's the candy bag B at gmail.com. You can listen to the podcast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public. The show will now be dropped at a new time on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Please don't forget live shows 10 p.m. on Friday. Thank you again. LB's out this motherfucker.